Lesson three, shifting your reporting. This is probably the second most popular question I get asked about our journey into demand gen, is how do you actually report on it to know that it's working and to know where to further invest? So the ugly truth is that in the new demand gen world, reporting does get a little bit murkier and more complex, but it's not impossible. You just have to accept there's no single dashboard view or report that will be able to convey the full picture. Okay, but where do you start? So first of all, I would say measure what you can attribute but also get comfortable measuring what you can't. So it's very good to set up your UTMs and your hygiene around UTM tracking in order to be able to see what is leading to those direct conversions that your programs are generating. More always the better. But at the same time, you need to get comfortable with identifying trends within your data. So when I first started out on the, my mission to transition into demand gen from lead gen, I was satisfied just by identifying trends. What I wanted to see was if more create demand spend, it actually led to an increase in our declared intent demo requests. And for me, that trend was enough as a, of a positive indicator to continue to invest. Now, the combination of your UTM tracking and then also enabling self-reported attribution on either your thank you page post demo or on the demo form itself is called a hybrid attribution framework. And this will give you key insights into what parts of your create demand activity are having the greatest impact. When it comes to measuring the success of your create demand activities, the focus shifts away from leads towards reach and engagement. The question you want to be asking is how much of my audience am I penetrating? That's reach. And how well received is this content? That's engagement. So examples of metrics that therefore matter are impressions, reach, video views, frequency, click-through rate, engagement rate, likes, comments, qualitative feedback and shares, traffic, time on page and bounce rate. When looking at these metrics, it's important to run three comparisons to help inform effectiveness. So you're going to have to be tracking performance over time. Is that trending up? Is it taking a dip, etc.? Performance against benchmarks. Importantly, these are your company benchmarks. And thirdly, performance against existing programs. Now, this one is a real unlock when you start out in demand gem because you won't necessarily you won't have enough data for benchmarks, but you will be able to see if one program is outperforming another and how that looks. Now, note, you will need to build out your own benchmarks. It's also important to measure programs against the right metrics. So what I mean here is it might be tempting to measure all ads against click-through rate as it's easy. However, if your objective for that ad campaign is reach your video views, you'll be measuring against the wrong objective. A good overview of how to group these key metrics and report back against them can be seen here. So I'm going to try and talk through this, but this will be a resource that's available on the CMO Diary Hub and also within the book itself. So if I group scale into one category, the metrics that I look at to give me an idea of scale, so how, how far is my message reaching my audience, spend, reach, impressions, clicks, and frequency. Then we have ad engagement. So I would look at things like click-through rate, clicks per user, and the net engagement rate. Video in-feed consumption metrics. Thumbstop ratio, either 50 or 75% views per user, um, and video completion rate. Distribution cost, cost per click, cost per mil, and um, cost per reach. Website engagement, pages and sessions, bounce rate, and average session duration. When I'm looking at conversions, I'm looking at goal conversions in Google Analytics. I'm looking at the cost of those conversions. Um, I'm also looking at assisted conversions. And then I'm looking at V through conversions um, and conversions in platform. And then pipeline. So this is where your CRM and Salesforce comes in. So sale, Salesforce leads 
what's actually made a declared intent lead in Salesforce, sales qualified opportunities and the pipeline dollar amount against those, and then ultimately revenue. As a CMO, it's critical you have a handle on your top line numbers that matter. So for me, what do those look like? First and foremost, marketing revenue generated in dollar amount. And then how many deals led to that number? What was the SQO pipeline amount we generated? How many of those declared intent demo requests on the website did we build in the month? What was the total paid spend to acquire these? And therefore, what was our blended cost per acquisition? What's our average ACV? And what's our CAC payback period? And then also your conversion rate across every stage of the funnel is also critically important. Because any drop in any one of these could signify an opportunity for improvement and a very leaky bucket. So as an example, I saw a decline in our direct demo to SQA conversion rate. So I took a look under the hood and revealed that we had hit our MDR capacity. And so we had too many leads being routed to our reps, which meant they could not spend as much time per lead. Now these are declared intent demo requests, people wanting to have a demo cognizant. So we now put in place a very clear model and inflection point for the number of these declared intent demo requests per MDR and our optimal conversion rate expected from this. It's something that we measure and we report back on in every RevOps meeting as well.